0: Well, there's one more thing you can add to the resume of uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and that is door to door salesman. Did you know that indeed? Well, I don't know if you've seen that video. It went viral for sure. But uh, Fauci was uh, a side by each with the Washington, D.C. mayor, Muriel Bowser, in fact. And uh, boy, they got into quite a. Uh, Uh, back and forth. This was in June 2021 by chance here. Selling COVID vaccines door to door. What a concept here. Wow. Welcome into America Out Loud. Paul Sinus, Malcolm Out Loud here along with my (laughs) co-host. Dr. Peter McCullough. So selling vaccines door to door. Have you seen anything in your life quite like this?
1: You know, we just when we thought we saw it all, we get a view of actually what happened in the summer of of 2021. This is important for Americans to know that, in fact, Fauci has heard from Americans. And when Fauci and an entourage, including D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, uh, approached, uh, you know, one of the one of the you know, neighbors there, an African-American man, a younger man, he knew his stuff and he said that the vaccines don't stop transmission and that um uh you know basically they don't work that they were rolled out in a rushed manner and he really hit him with saying listen anytime you have to pay somebody to take a vaccine that should really cause one to pause now fauci responds by saying well do you know how many people have died and and going on and on, he came across with that kind of arrogant approach. But what's really priceless is the look on uh, Merrill Bowser's face when he is basically—he's just saying, "Listen, these vaccines make no sense to him as a resident of uh, DC." And um, uh, and then, as uh, you know, at, at some point in time, they decide to to just give up and move on to the next, um, you know, the next uh, neighbor. He said, listen, you're just using fear uh, because one of the things she said is she goes, the only reason why I'm coming even this close to you is because I've taken a vaccine. So, you know, the mayor of D.C. was using this false narrative that if you took a vaccine, you could get a little bit closer to somebody, You're know, assuming everybody was instantly contagious. You know, that whole false narrative played out in this scene. And apparently this is part of a documentary. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, that Fauci's going to be, and now I know I'm in one documentary with Fauci, oh, wow. and I don't know which one. It's shot by the British, and I don't think I've seen that one come forward. But I, the producer- well,
0: obviously you're the star of that show, and he's a handler of some sort, I'm sure. But anyways, well, listen, the video is is priceless. I'll link it to this program when it goes to podcast, but. Uh, the guy there that you mentioned, the uh, the black gentleman, very hip, very very cool, hip kind of guy. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, in fact, and I again watched the whole video. Uh, He says, uh, so I'm not going to be lining up, taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. So he was Mm -hmm. very informed, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he pressed Fauci and Bowser about the length of time. And uh, he then says nine months is definitely not enough for nobody to be taking no vaccine vaccination that you all came up with. You know, he was speaking his truth. Um, and then, like you say, Bowser said exactly what you said about the six feet business, which we know is just rubbish. Everything about it is, but they lied about everything. They continue to lie, um, and um, uh, it's quite an inter- interchange back and forth, uh, back and forth. She's um, "But if thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in the country and the world," is what the mayor said, Peter. Next, you know, mm-hmm. and something like the common flu, then, right? He he said, you know. And uh, and then Fauci started the exchange of how many are dead. So, but this was in June of 21. So this was, if I remember now, this is even before Delta hit. Isn't that correct? Or right around Delta? Delta, Delta was just firing up then. Right. But
1: remember, it was uh, shortly after this, well, where, where uh, Rochelle Lewinsky came out and said, listen, the virus doesn't stop transmission. But I think the reason why this is so important is people have said that Fauci and uh, the White House Coronavirus Task Force and uh, other leaders are so insulated that they just don't hear a different point of view. That's not true. This gentleman gave them a different point of view, heavy skepticism, uh, pointing out the shortened development timeline, pointing out the fact that you know it came from the government, that people were being paid uh, to take these and Fauci heard it all. The other interesting thing is, you know, Fauci, uh, they have a scene where he gets in the car and he opens up some type of pill bottle and he takes some type of pill. Mm. And people mm. say, just- People said in the commentary, it's been so funny. Last my friend, I said, what was he doing? Taking a dose of Paxlovid or what? Oh, boy.
0: No, that was uh, blood pressure probably from his nerves. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there was another woman I, I seen when you seen the video who asked him about it. And uh, she said, um, and I quote, I heard that the vaccine doesn't cure it and it doesn't stop you from getting it. Well, that was kind of what we were even saying at that point. And listen to Fauci's reply. He says, On the very, very, very rare chance that you do get it, even if you're vaccinated, it's a very well, you don't even feel sick. It's like you don't even know you got infected. It's very, very good at protecting you. Now, this was in June 21. This was what his uh, his point was. And um, but that was all a bull faced lie, Peter, that that's just none of that was true it's
1: true we had two papers in around that time frame i think may and june of 2021 one was by havers and colleagues from the cdc the other one by fillmore from the va they were coming in with about 25 percent of americans who were hospitalized with COVID. this was uh, through the late alpha wave uh, pre-delta they were fully vaccinated and by that time frame you know, the totality of people vaccinated in the United States was about 40% or so, but probably no more than 50% of the country. The point is the vaccine was failing early. Even in Pfizer's post-marketing data that they collected 90 days after release, we're talking December, January, February of 2020 into 2021, Pfizer recorded fully vaccinated people being hospitalized. So the, va- the point is the vaccines failed from the start. As the virus mutated, they failed at even greater rates.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it'll be interesting. It's it's interesting to see some of this stuff begin to flush out, which we predicted it would. There'll be a lot more uh, smoking guns to come out of this thing as we push further away from the epicenter of this uh, COVID uh, pandemic. Um, before we jump into the Q&A and all of that, what anything else going on in the, uh, the news cycle for you that you want to chat on?
1: Yeah, I wanted to comment about uh, the continued efforts to send people's attention away from the lab in Wuhan, China.
0: Hmm.
1: So Peter Daszak, the, the scientist who led the EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance is a consulting company that basically shuttled the money and the research plans from the National Institutes of Health over to the Chinese in the lab in Wuhan, China. Peter Daszak, who um, was intimately involved with Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill with uh, the National Institutes of Health, again, the Chinese, uh, re- remember when the WHO said they want to have an independent group come in and evaluate this lab in in January of 2020. Mm -hmm. U.S. uh, nominated three scientists to go over, and the WHO rejected them. They said, no, we'll take Peter Mm Daszak. So it was interesting that the WHO, the Chinese, they really wanted Peter Daszak. He knew the lab well since he was over there in the years prior while they were developing the chimeric virus Mm SARS-CoV-2. Well, Peter Daszak comes out, now in tweets and says, there's 12 peer-reviewed studies saying that the virus came out of nature. Mm. Um, and you know again, uh, we should believe those of which one of them he's a co-author. And, and it's been clear that uh, Barrick and Menachery published in 2015, that the virus was created in the lab. The NIH funded it, the U.S. drew up the blueprints of plans, DASIC shuttles it over. The Chinese do the work and it's a done deal and it's published. They created the virus uh, in the years prior to 2015. They published how they did it. And what's gone on since that time is a relentless effort to basically cover up who was really involved in the creation of COVID-19 virus. It's a cover up. These people know that they are responsible for the deaths of millions of people worldwide. It's on their hands and they are working desperately cover it up. You can't get any more desperate than the type of tweets that Dasik is sending up.
0: And the interesting thing about it, as you just point out, and we talked about even last week is uh, these cats double and triple down consistently. Uh, They don't back off of their narrative. I don't know if they plan to die with this and go to the grave. Or if they think they'll get, but like Dasick is a hit, he's a yes man. I am going to say a hit man. He's a yes man. Might be a hit man. I don't know, but he is a yes man. And he's, he's on the inside of all of that as you just indicated. I mean, so he would naturally go along with it all, right? He's never going to change his mind. I don't think. Do you?
1: It's true. Dasick and some other of these players that uh, it's, it's very interesting. They get promoted Yeah. Uh, and they interchange around in what we call the biopharmaceutical complex. Yeah. The biopharmaceutical mm-hmm. complex. This careful alignment. The musical cheers. Yeah. Yeah. World Economic Forum. Yeah. World Health Organization. The yeah. Welcome Trust. The um, Yeah. Rockefeller Foundation. And 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 uh, of course the pharmaceutical companies. The Gates Foundation. They're all involved. Remember Rick Bright. Rick yep. Bright was in yep. the White House. Yep. He was actively trying to block any hydroxychloroquine yep. out of the U.S. stockpile to be re- released. He was working yep. night and day to fight Peter Navarro. And Peter said, listen, we got this for Americans. Let's get it distributed out. Rick Bright, Rick Bright ultimately joins the Rockefeller Foundation. Right, right. So, you know, he's, he, he's actually part of the complex. Yep. Stephen Hahn, the guy who uh, blocked hydroxychloroquine in the FDA, later on smeared ivermectin Stephen Hahn joins the venture capital firm for Moderna after he leaves the FDA. These guys are all part of the complex. And when they're working for the U.S. government, they're actually working for the complex and they're rewarded for it
0: with their next job. And they're they're all globalists. I mean, they're all globalists, and they're all on the inside of this stuff. And as you say, uh, they just change. It's a musical chair game within the biopharmaceutical industry. They just change positions. And the thing that's so unfair is they go from government to the to the pharma industry, and pharma to the government. And there's there's no true line that defines the truth, which is why the well, basically, Peter, they're all sleeping with each other. What do you want from me, right? I mean, well, it's true. Now,
1: many of them are guys, uh, but you know, just jokingly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, another one is Jeremy Farrar. Jeremy yeah. Farrar is a British scientist. He's at the Wellcome Trust. When uh, the news gets out in January of 2020 that scientists are concerned, it came out of the lab, independent scientists. Jeremy Farrar orchestrates a conference call with Fauci, Francis Collins. Um, a whole whole group of eminent scientists and they convince these guys within a few days, let's write a paper saying that the virus came out of nature, out of this, um, out of this fish market. Jeremy Farrar orchestrates all this and he's rewarded a year later by being appointed as the chief scientist of the world health organization. So, so the guy who's actively trying to suppress any information about this coming out of the lab now is one of the top guys at WHO. So they're all moving within this mm-hmm. complex. Yep.
0: What's Not wrong Stephane. with that picture, right? What's wrong yeah. with that picture? And an- an- yeah,
1: another big one is Stefan Bainzel. He's at mm-hmm. in around 28 to 2009. Uh, Jock Chirac commissions him to build the biosecurity annex level four lab in Wuhan. So uh Ben Benzel knows it well he helps build the lab and then a year or two later he's the CEO of Moderna and Moderna starts working on the vaccine for COVID mm. so I've said listen if you want to get a list of perpetrators you mm. know get get the uh get the travel records of everybody who flew into Wuhan and visited that lab uh you know today in the news cycle uh, Angela Merkel uh former uh, German uh prime minister she was over in Wuhan well, you know, Wuhan is not a vacation
0: destination. <laughs> not, I mean, at come all, on.
1: Nobody all. should be over there <laughs> unless they're involved in this. And it turns out the involvement in the creation of COVID was big, it was worldwide, and it was
0: collaborative. Well, isn't this what we're speaking about right now? This is huge. This is significant, what we're speaking about. This is the smoking gun. In my in my words, this is the smoking gun of all of this. Don't you think that if Americans knew this this uh litany of people and relationships and affairs you just put out there and the connectivity and the way it you know monopolizes through the biopharmaceutical industry and government of course these agencies doesn't that explain a lot to people though peter doesn't this explain everything as far as why there's no truth why it's all fake why we can't get any relevancy why they cya i mean doesn't that explain it all
1: it does can you imagine that you're a government employee malcolm and you're on a government salary and then you get the invitation to attend the world economic forum in davos and you're you know you're flown over there on a gulf stream and you're served the best food and you have the most comfortable accommodations, accommodations and you're treated like gold and you're told that uh, the world economic forum has a vision for you know, a global great reset, and you're brought over there every year, or every six months, and it happens over and over and over again, you know, just get the list of people who go to Davos every year. And you probably would that and plus the list of people who went to Wuhan, you'd, you'd understand this biopharmaceutical complex, the people in the complex are living very well they must feel incredibly powerful. They can cross any border they want to. They're influencing government operations worldwide now. And as long as there is a medical emergency, they have figured out how to open the doors of treasuries and drain them dry. And boy, aren't we feeling it now with this recession that is deepening and uh, inflation running away, and you know, everything that you've highlighted and all your platform shows, yeah. about the bank failures.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a big story. It's huge. I've been getting these economic forecasters. I have another one coming up this week here just to get a scope of this thing and how severe it is. Uh, it's pretty serious stuff. Uh, these um, these people that are all connected, uh, and they just, they keep getting, as you say, hired, um, it's funny, it should not be lost on anybody that the World Health Organization, China, and the United States government, and really, you think about how sick this is, they keep uh, I guess the word be regurgitating the same people. like you say with Desak, they wanted him to be the one to do that. They want people from the inside of the program. It's like the good old boys club, I guess I'd call it, Peter, you know? And uh, they they want those people specifically because they wanna guard the information. And like you say, Wuhan is the center of uh, of all of it. I'm not surprised at all with Angela Merkel, the, the chancellor from Germany, the former chancellor now. I mean, she was deep, she's a globalist. They're all globalists, uh, you know? So it, it it kind of explains a lot, doesn't it, right? I mean,
1: it does. If if the WHO launched another investigation right. of the yeah. origins of SARS-CoV-2, now they have Jeremy Farrar, yeah. the guy who's already orchestrated the cover-up Same plan, people. People. that it wasn't man-made, and they're going to front this story to the world. So we absolutely positively need to have independent investigation, not Amen. tied to any of this biopharmaceutical complex entities. And we clearly need to have checks and balances and limits on power. The WHO treaty, which isn't even a treaty that somebody votes on in terms of a a member representation, that now it's just in a sense a uh, sign-off where they want binding by international law power to announce national emergencies. That must be resisted at every level. The WHO needs to be an NGO that you know, can be helpful to doctors and to relief agencies, but should not have any operational power.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, none of it's gone the right way. It's the wrong way. It's why people are so misinformed and they're getting bad information. And uh, these cats keep doubling down on all of the news. So it it is a game of fear. Everything has been fear-based from the beginning. And uh, so we're going to continue that. Let's jump into some questions. You're ready to do that here. And uh, this is Q&A 61 here on America Out Loud Pulse. And uh, we're going to jump first And this kind of plays to the fear right here, this first one. This is from Cindy. And it's an interesting comment, but just get a scope of this. She says, Malcolm and Dr. McCullough, a comment regarding the outcry from people affected from the vaccine. People still trust our institutions, They have no clue that anyone would want to harm them because they would not harm anyone themselves. Furthermore, people do not want to admit or face the fact that they may have encouraged a loved one to take the jab and they feel responsible for the death of a loved one. And that is a lot of this fear-based campaign we're dealing with. Love your truth. God bless you both. Interesting comments from Cindy, don't you think, Dr. McCullough?
1: I do. I think another word is operative there, and that's guilt or remorse that yeah. people would not want to face the truth because of a sense of guilt for harm done unto others. And I think remorse or regretfulness for harm done unto oneself. So many doctors I know, Malcolm, they don't want to admit that the vaccine is causing harm to their patients because they took the vaccine themselves. Yeah. And they want to remain silent. What we're seeing in hospital charts now is there's simply no mention of the vaccine. It's not mentioned as if it doesn't exist. Yet it is the elephant in the room hmm. where paper after paper being published is showing the vaccine is creating these new medical problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the further we get away from this thing, I'm I'm absolutely certain the more uh the more blatant Uh, that's going to be. Uh, But when she says here, Cindy says, and I think she's accurate when she says people still trust our institutions. I mean, not everybody does. Clearly, there's a good part of the population that have their eyes wide open now. But this plays to a lot of the narrative you and I were just talking about up front here with all of this connectivity. And she's saying there's still, and I would say probably, I I would guess Peter, probably, I'm I'm guessing maybe 40% of the public probably still trust these big institutions. Where, Where do you think the number is?
1: Boy, that's a good one. You know, Jay Bhattacharya, my, one of my um, fellow contributors on the major news stations, uh, that's has been his major theme about losing trust in public health. He can't trust the, the CDC and, and the CDC coming out and saying we've made large mistakes. I think I always show that slide at major presentations. They haven't said what the mistakes are. But hmm. the CDC in no way is saying they made the right calls. Uh, interestingly, there's, there's nothing to suggest that the FDA is cracking. The FDA has not come back and said, we made a wrong call yet on anything. And, uh, recently, and, and you and I covered this, uh, on the platform, this letter from the FDA and CDC back to Joe Ladapo, surgeon mm-hmm. general in Florida, yeah. basically just doubling down on this with the false claims on the vaccines, you know, claims that don't even exist in the consent form.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is not just, you know, these are not things that, that well, that's
0: we, what i mean they're still trusting what cindy says is accurate uh, well, and they're, I, they're
1: trusting they're trusting basically false claims yeah made above and beyond even what's in the you know in in the official government if the government package for the vaccines says the vaccines have been shown to reduce COVID 19 in the past and that's what they say that's what the consent form says For these government officials to say, or Fauci to say, well, it makes it less severe and you don't end up in the hospital and it stops you from having a fatal uh, case. All those are false claims. And and, in extrapolating beyond the range of the data, you know, scientists were coached on this all the time. Don't make therapeutic claims when they don't exist and they have to be demonstrated in randomized trials. So our agency officials must either really believe the vaccines are so good and we simply don't have the information to show up, but they're going to say it anyways. Or they feel that the mission to get a needle in every arm is worth the, in a sense, the white lie on extolling virtues of false claims on vaccines was one of those two. I, I think it's probably the latter. I think they've been told, listen, these vaccines aren't perfect, but the only chance of them working is to get a needle in every arm. So it's more virtuous to do everything you can to get a needle in every arm then be honest with the public
0: yeah i guess i guess i still say they're part of the walk-in zombies and the uh, body snatchers that grab part of the population and brainwashed them i don't know um all right this next one is from jay uh summer of 2022 i had a very mild confirmed case of covid 19. in february 23 i had a shingles outbreak which is, which in my experience was much worse than COVID. Is there any relationship between a COVID infection and a shingles outbreak? I'm a religious listener to your programs. Thank you for making them available and for the information you all provide. The two of you have been a steady rock in a sea of confusion. God bless. What do you say to Jay?
1: Hopefully we're a big rock. You can see us above the waterline. Um, But yes, I think the two are related. SARS-CoV-2 infection is a long-term infection. It lasts much longer than what people think. Uh, There's a whole host of reactivation syndromes, including the varicella zoster virus. And I would say any shingles outbreak that occurs within some reasonable duration of time, clearly a year or two years is reasonable, that there's a stress. Now, there may have been additional stress in this case, uh, another viral infection, sunlight, Uh, something else that really uh, juiced the system and the shingles came out. Remember the shingles vaccine doesn't stop shingles completely. It's only supposed (laughs) to make it milder or, um, or, or slightly less frequent, but the shingles vaccine is far less than, than perfect. He didn't mention whether or not to take the vaccine, but it's interesting. He did mention that shingles was worse than COVID. And I can tell you my clinical experience shingles has to be treated immediately. So anybody listening to this, the first minute they they feel a little itching or pain and they think it's coming out, contact the doctor right away and demand two drugs. One drug is a drug to reduce the replication of the virus. And, and um, uh, that drug is called valacyclovir. And the other one is to reduce inflammation and prednisone. If we get valacyclovir and prednisone going on, literally on day one, it would be like in the first few hours, we can snuff it out. Let this go on a day or two, you're cooked. Yeah. Have you ever had shingles? No, but I've seen so many cases. And let me tell you what, my wife's side of the family, someone developed it. And the problem with shingles is you think it's a rash or an allergy or you think it's something else. He got behind in a case of shingles and it came out on his torso, Malcolm. He couldn't put a seatbelt on. Yeah, He had that much pain in the car. And that went on for months and months and months. So shingles has to be treated early and hit it hard.
0: And what's and what's that? What's the root cause of that again? Is it nerves? What is it exactly? It's it, it's, it's
1: a reemergence of the chickenpox virus that travels along the nerves, okay, characteristically to the trunk or, or the okay. abdomen, the flanks. But let me tell you what: it can come out on the face. It can come exactly. out
0: exactly, yeah. And and once you get it, as I understand it, you are susceptible to get it again and again. Is that accurate, or, or?
1: you can get it slightly more susceptible to get it again and again? But the the worst thing. Right. Is in the area where the virus comes out is what's called post herpetic neuralgia, yeah. which is is chronic pain. Even after the rash is gone, people just have chronic pain and they're miserable with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hate to admit to you, but I had it years ago as a young man, Peter. Uh, I had it on my head, my face. See, you either get it on the face or the body. You know, it's one or the other, as I recall. And it's only half of the face and half of the body. Right. It's only half. That's kind of weird. Right
1: that's true it's usually one turn it's just that's never symmetric that's right
0: yeah right right so and I, I remember I got it and it, it was terrible it was just absolutely awful so I I get uh I can have actual sympathy Jay to what you're speaking here about shingles for sure I guess it depends upon the severity of COVID whether it's worse or better than that but uh you know you don't wish that on anybody of course uh the human body is amazing to me it's uh, it's a miracle but these are the things that surely go wrong with it you know um, all right. Let's move on. This next one is from Lou. First, thank you for the consistent voice of truth these past few years. It has been extraordinarily helpful and reassuring. Uh, Dr. McCullough may have answered my question a prior program. Should sure, so, there, please point me to the source. But for those who took the vaccine in the spring of 21, they then got COVID sometime in the summer of 22 and recovered with relatively few issues like brain fog, fatigue, some gastrointestinal upset, etc., what should we be looking for regarding long-term negative impacts on our health? And are there any strategies or treatments available or on the way that will neutralize or minimize the impact of both the vaccines and recovering from the virus? Thank you both. God bless. What do you two
1: say Yeah, two points, no more shots. And I think uh, the listener knows that. second point is to be vigilant. I just had a patient today, Uh, and I'm doing the broadcast from my office uh, here in Texas, had a patient today, identical scenario, shots and then COVID. A few months later, he has left calf pain in his calf, and he thinks it's a cramp, and he tries to work it out, he does stretches, and this goes on for a few weeks. Malcolm, he had a big blood clot, and it shot to his lungs, nearly killed him, he had to have emergency surgery in the leg, emergency clot-busting drugs, has an inferior vena cava filter in. Let me tell you what, this guy is living a world of regret right now. Uh, and and the, the reason why I emphasize this is that blood clots are very easily treatable when they're small. If you let them grow for two to three or four weeks, they get big. They get impossible to dissolve with the blood thinners. So my point to this listener is be vigilant. You're not out of the woods. Now, for detoxification, we we, we have no... Uh, proven strategies recently in the preprint service system. It just came out today, actually. Dr. Tess Lowry from the World Council for Health has published a, a, a review of, you know, everything that's been tried. And two supplements caught my eye in the table. One we featured here before called natokinase. 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 Yeah, yeah. And that's a Japanese product. Uh, 2,000 fibrinolytic units, FUs twice a day. It's in a variety of supplements, including one- offered by the wellness company called uh spike recovery formula. And I can't make any therapeutic claims, but in preclinical studies, it pretty clearly d- dissolves the spike protein. Mm-hmm. The other one that caught my eye is a supplement, which keeps turning up very positive data mm-hmm. curcumin curcumin really. So, yeah. So uh, look for uh, Lowry at uh, all. It's, um, it's on the preprint server. Look at the table, two supplements, attractive again, netto kinase and curcumin both available over the counter, both previously known to be safe uh, and, and, and reasonable, I think, for people who still have concern, residual symptoms, risks, et cetera.
0: Okay, all right. Now, let me um, also um, put a brief uh, announcement in here. It's probably a good time to do it actually on the uh, the, the natokinase that um, Dr. McCullough is speaking about. Uh, There appears to be some pretty good evidence now of this uh, out there uh, breaking down the spike. A lot of people, a lot of questions come into that. A lot of listeners asking about... Um, the th- that's the problem, the spike pro- the spike uh, in- protein in the uh, both the COVID and the vaccines. Is that correct, Dr. McCullough? It's all of it, right? It's the whole, and boosters. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's
1: repeated spike right. protein loading, right. whether you get the infection or the right. vaccine. We think you get a lot more of it with the vaccine.
0: The vaccine, yeah. And the shedding just- that goes on and all of that. There's a buildup in your body. And that's where I think a lot of the after effects are coming, where people are uh, impacted in different ways. And it's very scary. It's enormously scary to folks. And I I feel their pain. I sympathize with people. I read the letters. And it's scary because you don't know between these are life-threatening situations when you get these blood clots that happen and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of other things that are very suspect within the human body, as we talked about before, Dr. McCullough, which is these things that are also developing beyond just brain fog and taste and inconveniences. But things, there's still a lot of, and we don't know, we don't have the data yet. And there's a lot, I mean, I'm not throwing whatever on, on this, but it, cancer is another thing people in question, a lot of cancers, things like that. So there's a lot that's really still unknown about this. Is that a fair statement, Dr. McConnell?
1: Sure. We're learning every day. Um, you know, one good way to keep up is to visit my Substack Courageous Discourse. And there I outline almost every day, you know, some new development that's published in the scientific literature today was about ANCA, A-N-C-A, positive vasculitis. That's a unique form of vasculitis that can be very dangerous. Uh, there, a paper from Taiwan described people going into kidney failure after the vaccine. One person stuck on dialysis. Can you imagine that? You take a vaccine and you start feeling sick and then you, you're on dialysis the rest of your life. I mean, this is, a, this is absolutely atrocious. So the other uh, issue about being vigilant, if people have any questions at all, go see your doctor and get some blood tests, get some blood tests, get a urine test, make sure the kidneys are okay, Blood electrolytes, the ANCA test can turn positive. That's a disaster. The ANA test, which is another test of autoimmunity, routinely after COVID, I check high sensitivity CRP. I check the D dimer, which is a rough indicator of the presence of spike protein and blood clot formation. I check a CBC to make sure the uh, the platelet count and the and the uh, hemoglobin and white blood cell count is normal, and then um, and then blood chemistries for renal function. Sodium, mm-hmm. potassium, etc. We have to be on our toes. Yeah. The, the the in the Pfizer documents, Pfizer basically outlined over a thousand new diseases that occur after the wow. product. And Is that right. right? Wow. They were right. Listen, a thousand? a thousand. Wow. Yeah, it's a thousand. And so you know, there's mm-hmm. a whole new field of medicine evolving yeah. in these vaccine syndromes. Uh, I, uh,
0: yeah.
1: And we're we're doing our best we can to learn about them, yeah. but. Yeah. The government's not acknowledged this. We don't have research dollars to work with. And right, right. And let me tell you the patients are out there, they're suffering out.
0: That's right. That's no, I know, I know. What I'm what I'm remembering back is, you know, and I'm telling yeah. you, if we played the tapes back from I mean, as far back as, well, right in the heat of it, probably right at the latter part of Delta. So that was what, mid to late 21, right? So that's well over a year ago, Peter, right? That's about a year and a few months ago, right? Yeah. Um, We made these predictions, actually. I know. I remember it as clear as day. We talked about it on this program many times that, uh, you know, we would get to this point and really in a post-COVID and we'd we'd begin, there's so many unknowns that we'd begin to see some of these things and we're seeing them and there's going to be a lot more of this thing. Um, uh, so being diligent and uh, on your toes is really the key. This, so this, uh, uh, kinase, um, we'll be talking more about, and I want to give you a program, a note right now. Um, uh, uh, Dr. McCullough just mentioned the, um, wellness company. You, you may or may not have heard of them. They're pretty new at this thing, but, um, uh, but they're taking on this, um, uh, they've come on like a like a firestorm trying to help people out. Uh, they, they really are good people. And uh, Foster Carlson, the founder and uh, principal of the um, uh, organization, will be on Viewpoint this Sunday, this weekend with me. And we will be having some actually some big news on the NATO Chinese that we just spoke, spoke about and some other factors uh, that I think will um, could potentially um well, could impact the health care because the healthcare field and industry is going to go through a metamorphosis, I believe, Dr. McCullough. I think it's I, I mean, I believe it's going to go through a total metamorphosis uh, just in the months and years ahead. It has to because it hit ground zero through this whole COVID explosion and the division in health care is significant. You know, between what had happened i mean that's that's a fact so i think that's all going to have to flush out in the months and years ahead i mean is that a fair way to say it i think it is
1: it is there's a clearly a move towards more natural solutions absolutely nutraceuticals and supplements yeah. health and wellness fitness improved diet i think americans have really and people worldwide have gotten a big wake-up call on this yeah. remember The patients who had trouble and died of COVID, it was our seniors, but also the obese, those with diabetes, um, those after the vaccine uh, who are developing problems, again, have multiple medical problems at baseline. You're going to love Foster Coulson. I can tell you he's an e-commerce iconic juggernaut. He's uh, he's a really, really uh, dynamic on the Tucker Carlson long program. Yeah. This year, he comes uh, from a storied uh, a mm-hmm. family background. Foster uh, is uh, the son of the founder of Colson Aviation. Colson Aviation makes some of the most elite helicopters and airplanes, fastest machines in the world. And so he hails from uh, a British Columbia and a terrific young man. Uh, he's uh, He's got a big vision. He's got a big heart. And he loves America. He started this company. It's based out of Florida. He wants to bring it to Canada at some point in time. Uh, he'll tell you about working with the, um, the prime minister of Alberta and trying to get least into one of the big provinces. And, um, and he generally believes people need an alternative. And I can tell you one thing for sure. People who do not have health care insurance at all Right. they should really, really consider getting this uh, app. I think it's less than $10 a month. So on the fly, they can at least get a doctor by telemedicine get some antibiotics or get something in what they need.
0: Right, well, there'll be other big news. So let me, let me with uh, Foster Carlson, that's a great uh, summation that you just provided. Thank you for that, and Foster. You, I don't know him well at all, but you surely do. And the, But the conversations I've had with him, in the past few months have been very enlightening and in recent days and i do, i do have i have um developed a um a good relationship and an affinity for his message and what he's saying and it's very it seems to be a very honorable man and one that really looks at the way i do people is being the possession of all of this of the, the most valuable Part of everything we do is people. It's it's their health and well-being. The people, that's what matters here. And I think I get that sense from him as well. Anyways, he'll be on Viewpoint this Sunday, this weekend. First time I've ever talked to him. He'll be on air. And that show you can hear at 10 a.m. Uh, live uh, Sunday morning. It's the Weekend News Magazine Viewpoint. This Sunday, uh, we had there were some other very interesting folks coming on. Uh, Senator Johnson will be on. Uh, we had uh, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan on uh, just to, uh, last, the one before last, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so it's a great program to catch up on things. But he'll be on this weekend. And um, uh, 10 10 a.m. is the broadcast, and there's an encore at 6 p.m. later in the day on uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Tune in to hear that. The show does go to podcast, friends. All of our shows go to podcast, including the one we're on right now, America Out Loud Pulse, but you know that already. All our program is on all podcast networks worldwide. Uh, we've built a great system for the America Out Loud podcast network. It's a busy intersection of great programming. That's the way I say it. You can go there and really stay busy for hours and days and weeks and never come out of your room <laughs> if you want. But uh, there's a lot of great programming in there. And I, I just absolutely love it. And people are loving it. They love to be able to move move around and uh, get a real interest and take on all type of things of life, everything, societal, cultural, political, healthcare, lifestyle, you name it. It's all there. So take a look Look at that as well. Uh, Dr. McCullough, I'm going to take just a few minutes Uh, As as again, we'll get right back to the questions on Q&A 61. And I want to just dive into, um, and I I just want to highlight right now and focus on the Genesis HOCL specifically. I have the product. There are two products. I want to be clear. I've got a lot of questions in over the past couple of weeks about these products. And the UX4 is a a stationary atomizer. And I have it on the counter and it just works continuously. It takes the HOCL, breaks it down into a dry mist, puts it in the room. That's wonderful. Then there's a fogger and the Fogger you've used, Dr. McCullough, you you have both, you've used both, but the Fogger it's kind of like, I guess almost looks like you're a Star Wars guy. You can put it on your back and move from room to room, right? Is that how it goes with the Fogger, right?
1: Yeah, Fogger, you kind of feel like uh, Bill Murray
0: and Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's ghosts. what I mean, you're Ghostbusters, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. You
1: can go, but you, you know, it comes up, uh, yeah. you know, I had a patient today yeah. who uh, had Crohn's disease and he's also on Humira, talk about immunocompromised. You know, that's the type of person who, if he inhales some aspergillus spores or, you know, for instance, the Norwalk virus or uh, Clostridium difficile, uh, These, there's a lot of people out there on uh, these, uh, these immunologically active biologics, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, psoriatic arthritis, you know who you are. I have to tell you, people in this setting, I'll give you another one advanced diabetes, Malcolm advanced. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy today, mm-hmm. uh, had a, a, his toe amputated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at such high risk for infection. Wow. People with these diseases, they need clean households. They need clean bathrooms. Yeah. And we tend to clean surfaces. We tend to mop the floor. We need to clean the air. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this does it. The HOCL. I have it running in my home very much uh, and we had, in uh, fact, we had, it was my, oh, by the way, uh, Dr. McKay, I got to tell you, it's my daughter's 21st birthday. Uh, we celebrated it this weekend. She's back from college. And uh, it's hard to believe she's 21. I can't even believe it, you know, 21 years old. Would you like to be 21 again? Boy,
1: I tell you, a beautiful young <laughs> woman. She's got the Incredible. Her whole life in, in front yeah. of her. And, yeah. and uh, y- you know, you see the trajectory, the arc of someone's lifespan. Uh, what is she going to see in the course of her life,
0: Malcolm? Is you know, I think of it all the time. I swear to God to you. I think I'm I'm very, I think, Peter, I think of this all the time. This is what motivates me. Every You just hit a nerve for me. Every day I wake up, I want you to understand what motivates me. That's what motivates me right there is the kids and the grandkids. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about our next generations. In fact, just to prove my point, Peter, if you go to AmericaOutloud.com, Right at the top of America Out Loud, it says here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. That was our mantra from day one when we launched this thing seven years ago, Peter. And it's still up on the right sidebar of our website right there today. And that's, the, that's the mission here, right? That's it. And I
1: tell you, it's a terrific platform. I think the brilliance is to have the live shows. Of course, you want to pick up and listen to the shows live. But so many people you know, get in the car, they're going to have the typical commute. And instead of getting bombed out with all the, the commercials on radio, have you, you go to the America out loud, get the app, download it on your phone. It has a, it's like an orange app it says, I think it says talk or talk it, radio it does. It
0: Says Talk. Yeah,
1: and, and hit the app and then you can click podcast and stream through it. So on the way here, I was just listening to your last uh, viewpoint I and mean, viewpoint is one of the show showcase programs for the whole platform uh, where you uh, interviewed some financial experts. And mm-hmm. it was it was riveting. I mean, I didn't want to turn it off. I pulled in the parking lot. I got to listen to what this guy says. What's the what's the bottom point? And you're doing a great job on these economic uh, headwinds. And, and, and that, that's a mild term of potentially what's happening now in the world as a fallout of this
0: yeah Uh, but this
1: is very important for people to become armed with information
0: god i love you brother yeah it's so accurate what you say there just love what you say because it's so true the knowledge is power it is power by the way we are celebrating seven incredible years uh in well about 10 days april 1st April 1st, it was no joke, but it is when we launched America Out Loud. It was April 1st, 2016. And so not this weekend, but the following weekend, we'll have special things happening and uh, even on Viewpoint. And uh, anyway, seven years. I just can't even believe it's seven years. And what a gift. What a mission. Uh, I call this uh, platform and mission a gift from God. I believe we're on God's mission here, to be frank with all of you. That's why we do what we do here. It's what I do. And uh, I believe this is uh, God's mission. That's, that's, what, that's why things have gone the way they have. And we've been so blessed and fortunate to um, have the connectivity of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people here. The, there's no better gift than the experts on this platform. It is a gift of a lifetime. I have to tell you, the best in class on all avenues. Uh, It's a gift. Anyways, that I want to get back to just to uh, tell you the Genesis Fogger HOCL. You put it, uh, it's a dry mist and it's very effective, very clean, 100% hypoallergenic, 100% non-toxic. If you've got a mold problem and sometimes you don't even know you've got a mold problem, this will help knock that down as well. So this is something everybody needs to have. Uh, use the code OUTLOUD. You get 15% off the Fogger or the UX4 Atomizer. Now, all this information, I don't mean to overload you, friends, but if you just go and click the banner ad back at America Out Loud, just go to the website. You'll see it under our sponsored partnerships or go to Genesis outloud Do your own research. Look it up. Check it all out. If you have questions, email the questions in. We'll get them answered for you. Whatever you need to know. These are all vetted companies and people we truly admire, and this is one of them. Here, you get a 15% off with that to be uh, one of our avid listeners. We want to take a, a, a real, real quick pause. We'll be right back to finish the uh, questions here. You're listening to America Out Loud Pulse.
1: There are microbes in the air and they're in your house and the Genesis Fogger is the solution. This is a mobile fogger that uses a unique technology to give a non-toxic dry mist to cleanse the air and cleanse your rooms of microbes, whether they be bacterial, fungal, or viral, including SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. So go to the Genesis Fogger website and use the promo code OUTLOUD for a discount on your purchase of the model and get going with a cleaner house as there could be more microbes on the way. We're concerned about not only the current pandemic, but future ones. So let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
2: We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you.
0: Outloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Outloud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Okay, friends, as we join you back here on America Out Loud Pulse, it is Malcolm Out Loud here along with Dr. Peter McCullough. And uh, let's jump right in here, and I want to get into this one from Cindy. He says, Malcolm and Dr. McCullough, I've been taking supplements for years. Uh, starting in 2020, I added vitamin D3 after learning of the importance due to COVID. Uh, I requested blood work to measure my vitamin levels, including D3 in 2020, 21, and 22. And 22, my medical insurance, Cigna, would not cover my vitamin D3 blood work. Prior years, vitamin D3 was covered without a question. I paid approximately $200 out of pocket for vitamin D3 measure. Have you heard of this from anyone else and any idea why they would not cover this? My physician has not heard of this happening. the Cigna states, we can't pay because this service is not medically necessary. Uh, And then she says, I'm so tired of these insurance companies getting involved with my medical health when it should just be between my physician and me. Does HIPAA exist anymore? What do you say to Cindy there, Dr. McCullough?
1: You know, I have heard this, Malcolm, and I have to tell you, I think it's part of this insidious agenda to take away anything that can help people through COVID-19. There are paper after paper after paper showing the benefits of vitamin D, particularly Uh, This is one of the applications where we need to measure the level, the listeners, right? We need to measure the level. We want to see it between 50 and 100. There, we have the lowest rates of COVID, the lowest rates of hospitalization and death. I measure it in every patient. Uh, You know what's happening now is, is patients are going to doctors who are not participating with insurance. And if the doctor does not participate in insurance, you pay the doctor cash. It's about the same you'd pay for an insurance copay anyway. And then the doctor uh, oftentimes uh, can offer uh, discount rates on labs. That's what we do in the office that I'm in right now. The labs are far cheaper if you just go cash and forget the insurance. Because in reality, a vitamin D assay is probably like $6 or $3. Wow. Yeah. And and if you go to a independent doctor who's cash-based, you know, there'll be a markup on it. Maybe it'll be 10 or 12, but it's not going to be 200. Yeah, and so uh, it's far, far more reasonable. I think so many people are going the way people keep their health care insurance if they're hospitalized. If it's a big ticket
0: catastrophic uh, catastrophic events. Yeah,
1: yeah. The patient I mentioned with the blood clots today, his hospitalization uh, that occurred over in Arkansas was a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Well, he he needed the health care insurance for that. Right. But the office charges, uh, you know, are about the same whether you're paying co-pays, most, co-pay, uh, most deductibles now are $4,000, you are not gonna spend that much in office visits. No. Just, you just no. don't get it that much. And so for those reasons, the cash-based approach makes a lot of sense. The listener was right vitamin D was the right thing to measure.
0: Yeah, and it's probably going to be the wave of the future uh, where you'll have a more inexpensive health insurance policy for catastrophic is what they call it, a catastrophic plan that handles like the the the, the big things, the, those really crazy expensive things, the cancer sort of things, uh, those big events in your life. But the rest of the stuff is probably going to be treated just the way you just said. It's probably going to be the future of this thing because the insurance companies have gotten too fat and happy and big farmers too much in everybody's business, Dr. McCullough. So all that's going to have to shake out because people are not going to, tolerate this nonsense anymore. You know, sorry, it's not going to happen. Uh, Rebecca says, is it true that with each additional COVID infection, a person contracts that it damages their heart and organs and makes you more likely that they will suffer from long COVID? I've read this several places in the media, but wondering if it's true. What do you say to Rebecca there?
1: Each additional infection is a cumulative exposure and the cumulative exposure probably does uh, play a role, for instance, in developing autoimmune syndromes, uh, developing blood clots. But each additional infection is less invasive, meaning I think it's you know less invasive for the development of heart damage, for instance, less invasive for the development of an organizing uh, pneumonia, for instance, uh, afterwards than the sterile non-organizing pneumonia. So I think it's progressively less severe, but I don't want people to kind of blow off the second and third infections, particularly the thing that comes to mind is blood clots. It seems like out of all the complications that one could have, watch out for blood clots, even if you've been vaccinated or not, and you're on the second and third infection. And that's the reason why if you're starting to come down with it, begin the virucidal nasal sprays and washes. We've covered it on the platform many times.
0: Yeah, we sure have. Um, And uh, down to the wire here, I'm going to get this in here from Diane. Is quercetin a type of estrogen or estrogen blocker? I've heard both. How long should a person take it for spike protein detox?
1: Quercetin is a polyphenol substance. I don't think it has much um, effect on the sex hormones. Uh, I would say three months max duration.
0: And is it being used for spike protein de- detox? I hadn't heard of that, Dr. McCullough. You know,
1: it? it has some anti-spike uh, properties. I think it's relatively um, relatively impotent in that in that role, but it certainly is used.
0: Okay. And final question. Ryan says, I wanted to ask you what you recommended for trying to detox from my vax. My entire family is vax, and I may try to stock up on a lot of ivermectin. I am not vaxxed. What do you, what, what, are they using ivermectin for? No, that's not, that's not a detoxin, right?
1: It's been tried and it's in the FLCC uh, protocol. It's in the recent Test Lowry protocol. I would say if patients have fever, if they have um, swollen lymph nodes, there's evidence of an ongoing infection. Sure, the, the Yale protocol would be six weeks of ivermectin. Uh, one can do that. I'm much more excited about natokinase and curcumin as a, a combination. Others, are looking towards N-acetylcysteine and bromelain. Pay attention to these forms of, of really bioactive nutraceuticals. I think it's going to be a way to go. Prescription drugs for the spike protein detox look like they are not going to have much of a role. It's going to be in the nutraceutical range.
0: Okay. All right. That is a wrap here, uh, friends, on uh, Q&A 61. And uh... Uh, and, and all the various things we covered. Remember to join us on Viewpoint to hear the uh, the uh, the information from Foster Carlson and uh, the announcement we'll have with the wellness company. I uh, look forward to that. Uh, please be safe and keep a jump in your step there. And thank you for joining us on America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead. Always oh, right there. Okay, Peter. Okay, sir. Uh-